0: Every time um, God speaks to us, or every time we sit under the word of God, we're undergoing that process of change that God is working through us to bring us that bit closer to Jesus, that bit closer to where he wants us to be as his people, and ultimately he wants us to be like Jesus and bear the same fruit and fulfil the call upon each one of our lives. And... This this message has been really hard for me to prepare because in some ways it's really obvious, but in other ways I think for some of us here it may be a real kind of check on our thinking or our perspective of the subject. But before I uh, go into it, let's just read from 1 Peter chapter 2. I didn't have time to do a PowerPoint, so you'll have to get the pages out and turn your smartphone on. 1 Peter 2 from the beginning. Therefore laying aside all malice, all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and all evil speaking, as newborn babies desire the pure milk of the word, the word, that you may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Coming to him as to a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Therefore it is also contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he who believes on him will by no means be put to shame. Therefore to you who believe he is precious, but to those who are disobedient, the stone which the builders rejected has become a chief cornerstone and a stone of stumbling, and a rock of offence. They stumble, being disobedient to the word to which they also were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light, who once were not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So here's the obvious. If I say the word church to you, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Quick. (laughs) Coffee. Coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Come back to you. Any others? Church. A building. A building. He's on it. It's the first thing I think of. If someone says to me about a church, I think building. And... But we know that God is building his church, which is a people, not a building. We all know that. It's obvious, isn't it? But I want to dig into this tonight because I think, well, A, I think God's told me to. And B, I think if we really grasp what God is building, I think it could transform who we are and what God can actually do among us as his people. Because he wants to build a church and he wants to pour out his power and he wants to do signs and wonders. But he wants to do it with a people not with this building. Does that make sense? So the word church, being a good student, is uh, used, the actual word church is used in the uh, Bible 115 times. The actual word that was in the original text is used 118 times. So they've translated it as it in a way as it should be 3 times but they've used church the other 115 times. So the modern translations say uh, let's the first occurrence of the word church is in Matthew 16:18 and I've already quoted it and I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. So that's in the King James the New King James the NIV that's the same the same words used. But if you go back even further into history, to some of the older translations, they don't use that word. In, in the Young's literal translation, it says, And I also say to thee that thou art a rock, and upon this rock I will build my assembly, and gates of Hades shall not prevail it. Tyndale says, And I say also unto thee, thou art a rock. Pete's really clever words. Our Peter, and upon this rock with an E, I will build my congregation. And then in the Lutheran Bible, it says, (laughs) und ich sage dir auch, so I won't go on. It uses the word Gemeinde, which translates community, congregation. So the older text stuck to the more what the word really is, is really getting at and the more modern congregations for some reason have used the word church which we know is the people but it kind of gives us this thing in our culture today church is a building, we see church buildings everywhere but God wants us to, to be aware it's the assembly, it's the people it isn't the building so the word comes from ecclesia Ecclesia, uh, which is literally which literally means to be called out. So we are a called out people for God. So it's not uh, pointing to this place in Christchurch. He's not building a church in Christchurch, but he is building a church in Christchurch. But it's not confined to Millham Street, and that's the key, really. So we've been called called out and the verse we read at the beginning made it clear what we've been called out from uh what did it say called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so we've been called out of this world we've been called out of the darkness out from beneath the enemy's rule and reign into jesus kingdom where he is now our king and he comes first everything else comes second so we're now under him, and that's where we've been called out to. And Christians globally, we are part of God's called out people. God's assembly, God's church, as we would understand it today. And in, and locally, geographically, we are a called out people in Christchurch, in Millam Street. And God first are a called out people in Christchurch. By the way, they've got their permission this week change of use for their new building, which we can be praising God for, so they can now move forward after all this time to move into their new place and and move on, which is really good. So as a Christian, you are one of God's called out ones. We are the assembly of God. Yes, we're the church, but let's think about this word assembly um, more I'd like to read um, from 1 Peter 2, chapter 5. That was what we read earlier, wasn't it? Again, just um, to quote the same verse again. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. And it refers to us um, as a spiritual house. So we're, we're living stones being built up. So when when we think of this place and think of the mission that we're on and think of what God's doing, we need to somehow adjust this thought, this concept of church. I believe this is what God wants to do in us tonight. Living stones. And that's different to church. So I looked up where, where this word church came from in English that we use. And it's very specifically a reference to the Lord's house, a building set apart for the purposes of worship. But it's also the word that is used for the Church of the Latter-day Saints, or the Church of whatever. Put Put your thing in there. So, assembly and congregation, if you think about what God is building, and we want to see this church grow, we really need to grasp this thought all of us here tonight, if we all left here and walked outside, we are what God is building in Christchurch. If we all joined with the other churches and stood in Saxon Square, all right, we are what God's building. Now, we have building, but we are what God's building, and it's within that that God is going to show his power and r- r- reveal his true purpose. Let's just read 1 Corinthians 12, 28. You don't have to look it up, but you can trust me. And God has appointed these in the church, in brackets, the assembly. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles and gifts of healings, helps, administrations and varieties of tongues. So... Within, within the church God has ordained these roles and those roles aren't given to the church for here they're given to the church for here do you understand what I'm saying so if you're a prophet you're not just a prophet on Sunday if God uses you regularly in the gift of prophecy don't use it on Sunday morning and Sunday evening be ready on Tuesday with whoever within the body when you assemble let's let's really get this thing that we are the church everywhere we go every day of the week if you're a teacher expect to teach god's going to bring opportunities where you can influence someone with the very gift that he's put within you if you've got gift of helps a gift of helps which is a specific gift don't just help in this church If you see a need, let's use the gift. Let's help people, help each other. Healings, we can go on, can't we? God doesn't want the role he's given you confined to this building. I need to read, I really need this to come across. God does not want the role he has given you to be confined to this building. So Let's rewind to the beginning. When we say the word church, what is church to you? I'd like to just pause for a minute. Is church a Sunday thing? Or is church a people thing? Because whichever way that goes, we may need to adjust some of the things maybe that we do. Uh, I want to stick a few things in here before anyone thinks I'm coming against the church. I'm not splitting hairs over a word so we'll still call it church because that's what we're going to do. Let's let's be realistic. I'm not giving anyone an excuse to moan about what the church has become in the world today whether it's 10,000 people church in America or uh, 30 people church in England here. And I'm not suggesting that Uh, you can go it alone and not bother to come because it's not what God intended to do. Because he said, don't forsake the meeting, um, didn't he? But I am suggesting we check our position and think about what our view is and is it affecting what Jesus can do